You're listening to Extra Time Podcast. Clint. Hey, Zuhum. How's it going, bro? Very, very well. Clint and Venant here, Extra Time Podcast, episode number 103. Hey, bro, you guys should be very proud of yourself. Yeah, thank you, man. So we decided today to get to see you with Julia Hali. You know, you should yeah, check yeah, on yeah. your fellow Arsenal fan. And and because Venant is out here wearing a full gear, a hat of Arsenal, uh-huh. t-shirt of uh-huh. Arsenal. Atta, I'm shaving the briefs are Arsenal. But Johnny, Venant, I can't tell if it's if he's looking for sponsorship. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, he actually means to represent the team, you know. This guy, what? Hey, so anyways, <laughs> how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Yeah, for those of you yeah. who don't know, Zuhum is from the Nearly Footballers podcast and, of course, HPR 103.5. And by the way, I found you. out recently, Zuhum, that you uh, have one, t- you own like an, a YouTube, you have a YouTube channel as well? Yeah, uh, yeah. I do another show called One Two TV. Yeah. With, uh, it's essentially just a YouTube show uh, around football. It's it's meant for bands and uh, some analysis up up here. Yeah, so, f- yeah, that that one as well. Thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, I found it out during the weekend, which is actually really good. How many episodes so far? Yeah, I think it should be f- five episodes now. Uh-huh. Uh And yeah, yeah, it's five episodes now. So, so far, it's, it's quite young. Yeah, and the main question, when are we coming, man? Hey, Lazima, bro. You, you, you know you don't have to worry about that. That's happening. Lazima is going to happen. Kabisa. It's just a matter of when, you know. So I'll let you know. Kabisa. I'll definitely let you know, bro. Kabisa, kabisa. Okay, so Clint. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was an awful performance we had last weekend. <laughs> and, just jumping uh, in, eh? Yeah, hey. straight to the point. And uh, yeah. Manze, the banter, I'm a New Zealand it's saying that's the new norm for Arsenal. <laughs> Three well, games in a row at yeah. home. Jeez. Well, I mean, Venice, do you think right now any team that wants to face us or any team that is meant to play us, do you think they're, they're afraid of this Arsenal team? I believe, based on our recent results, their <clears> confidence <throat> is way high. Well, no, let's not base it off recent results. Let's base it off the players that play in the match, the first 11. If you're setting up for your team, okay, to mm-hmm. make sure you try and uh, nullify some of Arsenal's few strengths, mm-hmm. who, who are the people that you worry about the most? Yeah, you can probably name them in, in on one hand. I'll just make it. Saka. I'll I'll make Obama it. Young. Mm-hmm. If the whole midfield as a system. Yeah, uh, the whole midfield. No, you're not. You don't worry about that. You only worry about if you're if you're the opposition and you're telling your players mm-hmm. you should keep an eye on this player and this player and that player. Who are the danger men in that Arsenal team? It's Aubameyang and Saka. But Saka, you know, is very Saka. young. Aubameyang is mostly a danger man. Obamiang is actually mostly a danger man. Yeah, I know Saka, but mm-hmm. Obamiang is mostly a danger man when, you know, if he's being given the chance, he's not he's not the kind of striker to score a solo goal. That's not his game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, if you're doing that, you know, Pepe's, Pepe's uh, banned for three games. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, I mean, that's that's it. That's all you really have to worry about. Ceballos, Xhaka, you don't worry about those guys. Kieran Tierney, he's not a... He's, he's, not a bombarding fullback. He's a good fullback. Bellerin, you know, can can have a game here or there, but yeah. it's very very easy to defend against this Arsenal side. Uh, True. Also, sorry to cut you short. Zoom. Is mm. a quick question. Is there an over reliance on Aubameyang? Because yeah, of course there is. Because we're seeing like last time he last season actually 
he was very, mm. scoring so many goals and guys were saying yeah. he was he should play in the middle and he's not scoring goals while in the middle but for me his most effective mm-hmm. position last season was on the wing cutting mm. a, cutting uh, inside and just scoring goals for fun on the counter as well yeah yeah exactly um yeah. you see i think the way we set up last season right uh it helped Aubameyang play the way he did because we we essentially were in that back three we defended deep uh and the patterns of play were there to see even against the big teams we were beating liverpool press man city's press yeah. uh we were beating chelsea's press we were keep co- uh, composed and calm uh in our own box right yeah. and that pattern of play helped obameyang score those kind of goals i mean it even carried forward to this season when we were playing in that back three and uh he scored his first goal of the season against Fulham it was a similar kind of move yeah. but if you look at also the stats uh he was also overperforming in terms of xg he was scoring more goals than he was meant to be scoring yeah. because the chances of the goals that he was scoring weren't high quality chances you understand yeah uh right now where i think most of the players are underperforming either out of either off form or maybe not in the right system or maybe the passes through the middle aren't enough mm. and 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 it's showing now it's catching up to us yeah there's a lack But, of dynamism like yeah there is there is a lack of dynamism and that's where Ozil comes in in my opinion possibly but if Ozil had come in of course he would know how to receive the ball from from midfield right yeah. uh he would do that better than any of our players in that number 10 role yeah. however if you look at for example uh the games that we did play that 4231 formation mm-hmm. most of the pass combinations go out to the left or to the right and mm-hmm. most of our passes the, the highest pass combination between two players was Xhaka passing to Gabriel true so there wasn't anything happening in the middle there's not enough combination play in the middle and that's what's going to that's what's going to uh be our Achilles heel in my opinion up until we fix that issue we're not going to do anything Yes, of course, some of our players are very limited. I, I I maintain that many of our players can be limited in different in various ways, right? Yeah. But at least if you have that link up, they have more opportunity to make something happen in midfield. And right now you're not seeing that. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. I was talking about I was talking about Arteta and I hope he sees this soon because even with Arteta, right? He shouldn't uh, maybe maybe it sounds a bit cocky that that uh, I'm kind of uh I'm kind of assured in my in my way because I genuinely believe if we play in that 4-2-3-1 role against Tottenham mm-hmm. we're going to be finished. If we keep passing the ball out to the wing and crossing 31 times to Aubameyang and only connecting with any Arsenal player three times out of those 31 crosses, yeah. we're going to be ripped apart. And yeah. you see Xhaka and Ceballos they're a good midfield partnership in a certain system in that four, in that 3-4-3 because yeah. their defensive weaknesses are yeah. protected by the the extra defender by the instructions by Arteta to sit deep and hit them hit teams on the counter. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If they play in a 4-2-3-1 even with Ozil, I still don't think it's going to be a good formation because mm. their defensive frailties will still show. Yeah. Our our back four will still be exposed uh-huh. and yeah, we might score a goal. Yeah. And we might score a goal from open play. Yeah. But We're still going to concede more than we score in my opinion. I'm surprised so, I'm surprised you're talking about defensive frailties yet okay mm. in my opinion Magalhães has been solid. Yeah. 
has even been scoring goals. Is he the second top scorer yeah. or something? <laughs> second, imagine <laughs> that. He's our second top scorer. Joint second top scorer, I think. Yeah, so when you look ahead to Tottenham, mm. Tottenham play also the similar kind of way. They don't possess the ball that much, but they quickly hit you. But they quickly Sorry, hit you I on the counter. To, I just need to interrupt you there. Yeah. That that only applies to the big game. Tottenham only sit back in the big game. But NLD is a I big game. Another team, of course it is. Yeah. But, you know, you're looking at a team that is eight points off you as mm. a Tottenham fan, as a Tottenham player, as a Tottenham manager. You're looking at a team that is so shorn of confidence. Yeah. Why would you try and sit back and defend? Yeah. I think what's going to happen most likely, is they're going to sit back and defend maybe in the first few moments. But then soon after, they're going to score because they're going to get hit us on the counter. And once they score, they'll score one, two. They'll yeah. dominate the game from their end because we don't, we actually allow people to have the ball. Which does not We allow people, statistically speaking, we allow the people, allow opposition players to have the ball. We allow yeah. them to have the ball in their back, in their back final third uh, sorry, in their defensive third, we allow them yeah. to have it in midfield third. Yeah. So now nah, I, I don't, I don't see them defending for too long, man. I don't see them counterattacking for too long. I think they'll get their early goals and then they'll dominate us. And that's what's so scary about that game, man. Mm. But don't you have faith on our Nini, uh, our defense? I mean, when I when I see that performance against Leeds, Kidogo, I had mm. confidence in our keeper and. Uh, some uh, some of our defenders and then when you look at the london derby regardless of our form in the season we usually yeah. turn up uh in 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 such a game yeah no i i hear you look of course you know even really you know you said uh the best game would be the north london derby and that's because you know it's it's a derby and and arsenal seem to step up their game against like bigger teams or let's say the bigger side, especially in spurts. So, yeah, of course, we have defensive solidity. Mm-hmm. When we had defensive solidity, all those stats were based on the back three. All those stats were based on even, even for, forget the goals conceded, because that's not the true measure, that's not the best measure of, uh, of, your, of your defensive solidity. Mm-hmm. The best measure of your defensive solidity is how many shots you allow on target or how many shots you allow. And obviously, under Una Emery, we're allowing everyone to take shots. It was almost like a carnival. You know, these carnivals, those fair games where you just go and throw balls at a target. Yes. That's what it felt like with Arsenal. <laughs> but with Arteta came and fixed that problem. We started conceding less shots. Mm-hmm. And surely enough, it, it helped in increasing the number of clean sheets we kept. But yeah. we're not going to defend well if we play in that 4-2-3-1. Not against the quality of Tottenham. You know true. what I mean? Yeah, so. True. And it's shown. It's shown in the last three games we played 4-2-3-1 uh, formation. And that's because Xhaka and Ceballos mm-hmm. are simply not good enough to play. They're not, maybe they're not good enough um, to play in a, in a partnership in that 4-2-3-1. They might be good enough in a, four, in a 3-4-3. That's fine. I mean, we, they, have, they have data to support that. But individually as well, they don't yeah. complement each other well enough. You'd think, for example that Thomas Partey and El Nenny would be more suitable to that 4-2-3-1 role than Xhaka Ceballos. And that's because you yourself have seen it, Clint. Yeah. You saw, you saw it uh, in that United game where they played so well. They were progressive. Mm. They weren't passing the ball, the ball sideways. 
They weren't passing the ball back. Yeah, they dude. were linking up in midfield, even though it was a it was a midfield of two. They still yeah. dominated a midfield of three. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 now if you have an extra supporting player like Joe Willick or whoever that might be, mm-hmm. linking up with them, they have more they, they have more proximity with the player behind the striker to yeah. link up. It's easier to link up in a in a in a four two three one with Joe Willick. Than to mm-hmm. link up in a three-four-three three with Lacazette like because you have to make your space. Yeah. You have to you have to beat the man and 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 you know uh, open up a passing lane. Yeah. So that's what's gonna help um, Arteta in four-two-three-one. I, I really don't think the issue is a four-two-three-one. By the way, I think the issue is Jaka Sebaris. Most of the issue, by the way, in my opinion, mm. is Jaka Sebaris. Because if I have if I have this data at hand, you guys have this data at hand, right? Yeah. That that Jaka passed to Gabriel the most times in that Arsenal squad. That Jaka and Sebastian kept passing the ball to the right and to the left. Mm, sideways, yeah. Then obviously Arteta should have that data as well, right? Yeah. And I hope he changes it. I hope I hope he's not doing this thing of keeping faith in players because he's keeping faith in William, he's keeping faith in in Jaka and Sebastian. But I just don't think that William will do any better than Aubameyang, Saka. Joe Willick mm. if Xhaka and Ceballos are the ones thing. I think even William Aubameyang and Joe Willick and Pepe and all these forward players that we have will see a gradual turn in form oh, once yeah. they have Jack, once they have El Nene and Partey players who actually want to pass down the middle yeah. not afraid, afraid, they're not afraid of moving to the central position you know what I mean yeah I've... yeah and, and, and that's what's going to change it for me okay I have uh, one last question for you hmm Be honest. Do you still trust the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course, man. It, it's ridiculous to stop. In my opinion, and, and I know there's going to be many people that are listening to this right now who have different opinions. And, yeah. and obviously you guys and everybody else have their opinion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, right? Arteta, the board, they've, they've all come to some sort of realization. Maybe to a lesser extent than I'd like to, than I than I'd hope for, that whatever they were doing before wasn't working. Their hands-off stance, for example, uh, style rather, the hands-off style in in managing Arsenal Football Club was not good. Mm. Think about how hands-off they were. Remember, guys used to call Raúl Sané Don Raúl. Aki sign Nicola Pepe Kilam to Akenda Gariake. Hey, Don Raúl, thank you so much. Now go sign to United. Now go sign to United. How was Don? How was Don appointed? He was appointed by the the the, the referral of Ivan Gazidis, who then you know found his way to AC Milan, and he was like, "Yeah, screw this." <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. and, and and the thing is, and the thing is, so Raul Sanye is signed, right? We start signing players from two two different teams uh, repetitively, yeah. and then these guys go like, "Hold on, Abu, uh, you guys have a legal guy called Husfahmi." And he's the one who handles all the the stuff around Arsenal in terms of uh, legalities, contracts, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but let me just send over this guy called Tim Lewis. Tim Lewis comes to the place. You start hearing uh, articles. You start reading articles on uh, on on the Athletic from guys like Gunnarblog and all these guys saying yeah. that we're about to sack 55 guys, man. Well, apparently we overpaid for Nicola Pepe. Mm. All these inefficiencies in the club. It's up to the, the management, yeah. Start seeing. For example, uh, who, who are some, some of these other players? Obviously, Pepe, for example, but even though I'm not ruling out Pepe, mm-hmm. um, 
and, and, and so many more. Kina Ceballos being brought back on loan, I think more due to uh, lack of avail- available options in the transfer market without us having to spend one spend yeah. much money so um it's it's just been overall bad deals but we have we have had some good deals obviously Gabriel Magalhães and, and Thomas March are good signings even yeah. William you know a lot of people are ruling him out as a bad signing but I'm not judging any of these four players until I see a proper midfield partnership yeah. or a proper creative midfielder trying to think up down the middle so it's it's hard to say but at least I know that you know. Suddenly, the club wants to spend money. You know, they pay fifty-five million in one lump sum for Thomas Partey. Suddenly, they want to buy Gabriel Magalhães. Suddenly, we want to buy uh, guys in January. I know you guys have seen those comments News by so Fabrizio Romano. Yeah, no, 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 you've seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And David Ornstein. No, 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 no. Not Ericsson and Isco. They're just sounding. I don't know who we're gonna sign. It's not. It's not easy to say who we're gonna sign. Exactly. But, yeah. but. You know, when guys like Fabrizio Romano and David Ornstein say there's something happening for Arsenal in January, yeah. it just shows there's a willingness. I mean, look at the last two January transfer windows. What were the sounds? Arteta said, in last last January transfer window, Arteta said, we have no available funds. And the season before that, we signed Denis Suarez on loan. I remember, yes. You get what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that, was, that was an unwillingness by the board to spend money. And the way I see it is, it's going to take time for us to move out the dead weight True. in the club. Moving out the players that don't fit the profile. Exactly. Yeah. There was an yeah. article today that was leaked, but it's been chucked again, and they're going to, I'm sure they're going to drip feed it along uh, soon enough. And it was uh, posted on uh, arsblog.com. So just check that out for yourselves. I'll share it with you guys as well. Awesome. Arteta talks about specificity. Mm-hmm. Specificity. specificity, yeah. yeah. He talks about specificity in in certain personnel. That shows you he wants to work with a certain kind of player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And obviously, you ask questions, and rightfully so. Guys can ask questions about, oh, why can't he improve certain players? Why can't he make these players play the the way he can? I mean, calm your your expectations. Curb them a little bit. Because remember, this is a manager. Is it completely inexperienced? We don't... This is... I always think he's as learning. As a, as a, as a manager. An intern. Mm. Anyway, he makes a good point, actually, mm-hmm. on the fact that you guys have been lacking uh, dynamism, especially in the midfield of Jaka and uh, Sebaios. I mean, that midfield combination is not the best. Mm-hmm. But I mean, going forward... And looking at the fixtures that are coming up, you have Europa League and you have the North London Derby mm-hmm. in this week. Mm-hmm. Are you going to change formation? Are you going to stick with the same formation? And do you still, by the way, start to trust the, trust the process? Yeah, personally, yes. Really? Me, I was, okay, as a, as a fan, I was sold now FA Cup. Oh, okay. You don't just come into a new club, boom, FA Cup, uh, what's it called? Europa League. Um, community shield, yeah, yeah. like boom, two in just a few months, yeah. you know. So, I believe he, I believe he has a formula that he's using. He has a process that he's following, mm. and we are going through the dark moments of this process at the that, moment. That honeymoon phase is in a It's now fading away. Guys, yeah, yeah, but. 
what I can urge Arsenal fans, please let's not tatete out right now. <laughs> no, 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 it's not the time. It's not the wait, time. Wait, wait, guys, okay, most guys are getting closer to the edge for that tatete out. It's because we living we live in an impatient society. Kila mtu anataka to everything right now. And it doesn't work. Instant. You know, what Zoom said is true like any other Zoom said kana safisha He club is yeah he's yeah, removing the dead dead deadwood dead as, yeah. as he called it yeah. and i expect a new set of players to come uh the fact that we've signed kina gabriel nanani shows me that the board is willing to move forward with uh arsenal as far as making it a better club yeah it won't work overnight it it won't work let's even this season mm. but i believe by the end of this season you'll be good not even good will be a better team but your target for this season is top 4 true and looking at the table you guys are let's say 8 points or 5 points off top 4 cuz 8 points is off to uh, first place and, and I'm not how, worried that's how the league with you guys are 8 I'm points I'm not off worried top and that's how the league is so wide open I'm not worried about that at the moment yeah so have your expectations changed no ah. top 4 as as I or as stated earlier on yeah What I expect to change is the performance. I told me I'm a, you know you are a result oriented person. Me I'm a hey, process man. oriented person. Every me day. I'm all, I'm all about the process and how yeah, we yeah. play. Yeah. So that I expect to change. Yeah. Because man, I don't know if you've noticed but Golden Boot say it's 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 hot cake it's right now. Do- you even know, Bruno can win it. Man. Even Bruno can win it right now yeah. and we need Like Willian has already given us a couple of assists and in, I can see potential in him. Yeah. These other players need to step up. Yeah. And uh, they need to step up. There's a new formation, new process, new formula that is currently in uh, usage. Yeah. It will take time to kick in, I agree. But let's just trust the manager. Of course the defeats we cannot entertain that. We cannot. At at home, bro. We cannot. Bro, you United. You've only <laughs> have one win, win you know, oh, many bro, the, table, the table, the table doesn't lie. Yeah, table I, doesn't know, lie. I know. I know. I know. I know. Hey, I'm loving this Bunter FC is back. And of course, guys, this episode number one of the those who whom uh from HBR and of course from Nearly Footballers podcast and of course 1 2 is it pod- yeah 1 2 1 it's on you to go follow them at 1 2 and of course at Nearly Footballers podcast on Instagram and all social sites and of course it's called YouTube and all podcast platforms. So yeah guys this is episode number 103 remember this extra time podcast follow us join the conversation what do you think about Arsenal man mm-hmm. how Arsenal doing what's the progress what's the way forward what do you guys think tell us let us know at extra time podcast on Instagram and at extra time podcast on Twitter of mm-hmm. course on Facebook extra time podcast You've been listening to Extra Time Podcast <laughs>